Well, we are officially rolling, by the way. Welcome to the Pursuit of Love podcast. We haven't actually done a podcast for three weeks. How exciting. It's longer than that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. We've been Probably gone for been a hot minute, haven't you? We've been, in the, we've been over in your land for oh, a month. Right. Swap ya. So we just got doing back. Mm. Oh, we're running, doing some business over there. Oh, and cool, yeah. Catching up with some people. So Darcy here on the line is my business partner. Run on. Uh, we run this event called the Sales Game where we train salespeople, but all through the use of games. Mm-hmm. And it's a load of fun. So like it's kind of like Survivor, like it's kind of like the TV show Survivor, but it's all with like oh, poker yeah. chips. Poker chips. And they represent money or power. And then less outdoorsness. Less out. Yeah, there's like none that. of that. Like and that. it's just like Indoors. a simulation. It's a heap of fun. So That's cool. Oh, cool. The states was uh, was frothing over. Where'd you guys it. go again? We flew into Austin, then yeah. we went to Dallas, then we did Denver, then Chicago, Orlando, LA home. Wow. Nice. We you were run. probably around Dallas, Austin, the time that we were, because we were in there second or third weekend of October, hmm. I think. Yeah, that would have been it. Sh- yeah, yeah, middle of mid, mid, mid yeah. You were playing a gig? He played yeah, a couple shows. Yeah, we played mm. a couple shows. And Actually, then I did an event in Texas, too. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, why don't you guys introduce yourself? Oh, hi. <laughs> This everyone's, is Carly. Like, everyone's like, who are these people? This is Carly. This is my husband, Christopher. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm Carly. I'm a Toowoomba native. Um, I moved to the US, well, it's 12, well, it was 12 months ago, like yesterday, I think. Nice. Like face, good old Facebook memories remind yeah. you of the past. Um, mm. It was originally supposed to be only for a couple of months, and then it was like, hey, why don't you stay? Why don't we get married? Hey, yeah. I really don't like you. You should hang out a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Love, not, got, love got, got the better of you. I'm not too right, sure right. if I like you yet. You should hang around a little yeah. longer and we'll get married and see what happens. Longer. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we've known each other for nearly 11 years. It'll be 11 yeah. years. So it'll be 11 We've nearly been married a year. That's the crazy yeah. Congrats. thing. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. January 11. Um, but this is the first time, other than my mom, this is the first time all of my family and friends and everything are meeting him so post marriage post marriage post marriage yeah Yeah. so that was an interesting conversation i mean i think for the most part my family were like well you're you're the responsible one of the family so Mm. and i mean i'm 30 now so i feel like once you hit 30 like Mm. yeah you're not making a breath you can't really make any bad decisions right you can make bad decisions (laughs) no i think the other thing too is someone asked me if like is there any pressure to meet the family or whatever and i was just like no. You're just used to meeting Did new people Did you guys do like a time, Zoom though. call or something? Like a WhatsApp yeah, we just video call and be like, this is my husband? Well, no, just kind no, of. They knew. We, yeah, we, we obviously told them we were getting married. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think I, I've met enough of them just via video chat anyway. Just she'd yeah, randomly well, have a call and be like, hey, this is Chris. And I'd be like, hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, even, even before that, before I moved, like, yeah, we've known each other for nearly 11 years and we were like best friends for like five before that anyway. So like. Even if I was on video chat and I was here or whatever, my, you know, my sister or my mom or whoever would say hi because they just knew I had friends in the U.S. anyway. So, yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah. How did you meet 11 years ago? Oh, sorry. I, I, I like, looked up. <laughs> Neither of these guys are talking. I was like, uh, Where is that yeah, voice coming right. from? Uh, I was uh, here on traveling, playing music. Uh, what, what club was that in Brisbane? That's a really great question. Oh, you came to the Gold Coast show too, right? Yeah, we went to the Gold so Coast like first. Like the Tivoli or something? Couple, yeah. No, it was like 299. Like it was like old school days, like nasty club shows. But yeah. the first one was like literally in like a shed at the back of like Talabadra. Um, nice. And a couple of my girlfriends were like, can, you, can we go? Like, and it was only because I did, I still don't drink, but I was the designated driver um, that I got dragged along. So I ended up being Chris and then another guy in the band, Aaron, who we're still really good friends with. Yep. Um, Met them at the time, and neither of them drank either, so I, we kind of got to bond over that. And That's cool. And we what's really the, what's the name of your band? Uh, Bury Your Dead. All right. So get this, Darcy. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a pop quiz for you, Chris. Oh, wait. yeah. So we were just hanging out with this guy called Dale Dupree. Okay. In Orlando. Okay. 
Legend of a guy. Okay. I like that name. He's in business and stuff Very right Hollywood. now. Huh? Um, but for a number of years, he toured in a band. I think it's called Imperial. Okay. Imperial? Imperial? Yeah. Something like Imperial? I, lo- I looked it up. Imperial? I've done some research. Imperial. It isn't called Imperial. Okay. Yep. Okay. Smallest world ever. It's messaged on, on Wikipedia. It still says it's current, and he's listed as a current member. Well, that's good. Wikipedia never lies. Never lies. I think he owns some music or something. <laughs> yeah, um, but he signed to Warner for a bit. Anyway, oh cool. Oh, really? He toured with your band. Oh right. On. Or he played. A, he played a set. He played a show with you. He's like, Probably. Chris won't know me, but I think Chris <laughs> is a legend. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. So that's a small world. Thanks, yeah, Dale. it really is a small world. Uh, you don't think about that until you start talking to other individuals, and then you run into somebody, and you go. Hey, you know that guy? Yeah, you know that guy. I actually have a friend who texts me every time she runs into a drummer I played with for years. Yeah, right. Sends me a picture. Sends a picture. And <laughs> says, every time we see each other, we go, how do I know you? Right. And then they do a little, a little bit of deduction. Chris Towning is how I know you. And then, they, then I get a, a text with a picture of the two of them, and it's fun. Oh, and I meant to mention this, too. Um, we didn't put this together until we were having a conversation with uh, our immigration um, in, Oh, don't uh, give him credit. Agent. Yeah, so we actually we, really, we, we, we went, really know each other through someone else, and we yeah. hadn't put that together until like we were just sitting there and we were a chat we were about in him. our immigration. We won't give, we won't interview. give him any credit. We we're in our, <laughs> he won't listen to this anyway, yeah. so it's okay. We were in our immigration <laughs> interview, and like because you like I'm, I'm a permanent resident in the U.S. now, and so we went you're free. Through, yeah, well, sort of, kind of. I'll declare freedom once I can get my citizenship, which is three years after. So okay. actually, thankfully for me, and I mean, I can't, I couldn't fault the system over there. So it was, it was. It was, I'm not going to say easy, but it was smooth. Everything was pretty much on time. Like, I think where we were in, we, we live in, we just live north of Detroit in Michigan. So, and I'm not going to say like, oh, not many people migrate there because there is quite a Huge big, a big yeah. ethnic yep. community there. Yep. But um, yeah, six and a half months pretty much from when we filed to when I had the interview and 20 minutes into our conversation, the immigration officer was like, yeah, you guys don't need to tell me. Anymore. You guys are legit. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, one of you actually love each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really oh, you guys know each other. Cool. Stamp. Yeah. You're in. So, well, we've um, actually talked to even our neighbors and some other people about like people who tried to pay to get in here and oh, yeah. just it's do insane. do really frivolous, silly things, and you're like, it's terrifying. Yeah, that's why you got caught because you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's terrifying <laughs> enough doing it legitimately. Like right. you, you can't describe the feeling, and it's nothing that anyone can prepare you for. Like the mental kind of angst with it, and just going from. And he and I get along so well because we're both so similar in work work ethic. Just working ourselves stupid. I mean, I know you guys love working, obviously too. So you get it. Like you just you struggle mm. to like separate sometimes. And but going over there, I, I couldn't work for a period of time. So I literally mm. had to spend far too much time <laughs> with myself, mm. which now I know is a good thing. Yeah. But at the time. It, it is intense. Like me and Darcy yeah. even noticed this flying in. Like we're doing nothing wrong here. We're in a nest up. We're not making any money. We're yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. And they're like, so what are you doing? Mm. You're like, oh. I get, oh, the same, what I get the same feeling coming <laughs> home. Like you just cross from Canada. They're like, so what, are, what were you doing up there? It's like, want to have lunch with a friend? You drove that far for lunch? Yes. We live 20 I minutes from I, the I Canadian I border. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that's what I did. Yeah, well, I we, when, I, when I went over there for a holiday last year for a couple of weeks when we first kind of started hanging out, we went. they played some shows in Canada. Um, so more recently now with my immigration, I couldn't leave the US until everything was finalised. Whereas obviously I was over there for the three weeks. I was on an ESTA so I could come in and out, but they still obviously question you. And, um, and they're like, you know, what are you guys coming into Canada for? And he was like, my band's playing a show. And they looked at me and like, are you in the band? And I'm like... I don't know, am I in the band? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, you just kind of, like, yeah. freeze up because it is. It's, like, it's nerve-wracking. It is. Mm. It's a special type of person to be a, like, the, what do they call those people? 
people on the Custom border, border like, patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Border yeah. Patrol, yeah. yeah. They're a special yeah. kind of person. I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to meet one outside of that environment. And do they talk the same way? Yeah. <laughs> well, our, that's the funny thing. Our immigration officer, like I said, he was probably he was probably your age. I would say he was like yeah. he had to be mid thirties. Him yeah. and his wife had just had their first baby. Our we had an immigration lawyer as well, um, and she knew him from a previous client. And so the initial conversation was talking about his brand new baby for like the first ten minutes, and then he was like, "Oh, we better get back on track." And we we're like, "Okay." <laughs> so <laughs> he was he was like we walked out and we were just like. That was it. That was it. That was yeah. it. What? That was it. But before that, the the compilation of documents and getting people to fill out affidavits and all the pictures and everything like that was it was a lot. It was it was a lot of pressure, but it's done. Mm. It's done. It's done. No, <laughs> you made it. Until defense, we turn around and do it here for you. <laughs> in the border patrol agents' defense, I have had times where I've come in and we literally just made a joke about local sport, mm. and they're like, "Cool, have a nice day." You know, really? So some, sometimes it's quick, sometimes it's easy. It just, That's the I, trick. I, I it's like here when you ring the ATO or Centrelink or something. Right. It's like depends who you get and what kind of day they're having. Not true. <laughs> just, and so just true. know your local sports. You'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah rivalry. Yeah. Sports yeah. is universal. Yeah. That's yeah. true. <laughs> so well, your band is your full-time No, gig? no, sir. No? Uh, it's funny. Every time everybody's like, so what do you do? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a very loaded question. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I do a lot of things. Yeah. I worked for bands for years. Um, you did like techie, played, like guitar played, teching and things like that. played for bands for years. Um, I produce musical equipment, so yep. we build the wooden speaker oh, boxes and, and the amplifiers. Awesome. And that's just kind of like what I know. Um, I've done a lot of other production work, um, working at venues, uh, working for a mate that's got a company that does production work for <gasps> Ford. I'm so proud you said, said mate. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, just yeah, you trying, to, I like that. trying to just uh, work so my proud. way in here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, I realize there's a lot of words I use that, a lot yeah. of you guys don't understand. We got the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't even order a coffee. She had the same problem when she came over. So. Yeah, it took me a hot minute. Yeah. I was yeah, just excited guys... to come back here and say my name normally. Like, I didn't have to roll my R that's in oh, my name. Oh, we were over there, and everyone's like, hey, what's your name? Like, Steve. Cool. What's your name? Darcy. They're like, Dustin? They're like, Darcy. Then, then he had to do... Darcy. Go ahead. Go ahead, Darcy. Show the audience how you had to do it. It sounds so Totally. So I'd be like, hey, I'm Darcy. And they'd be like, Dawson? Like, no, Darcy. 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 They're like, oh, Darcy. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from yeah. Ireland. Yeah. 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 And, it's, gets, and especially gets. because Darcy, Darcy, Darcy is a female name over in the States mainly. Correct. Oh. Yeah. And so it, they just don't, yeah. Look, <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole thing. She it's got Collie. Collie? Like C-O-L-L. Starbucks was always my challenge. Well, they, they, oh, and they're silly got, about like, it anyway, Collie though. They, they, Collie. Yes. Yeah, Collie. And they mess with you. Like, they'll even spell my name wrong with a Z or something. Like, they just, they write it just to be silly. Yeah, they do stupid shit. But when, when, I, when I landed in November, I was like, I was like I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a point of mm. saying my name right. So they write it correctly on my cup. And, I, you know, I walk up and I'm like, yeah, can I get a um, latte, you know? And they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, Carly. And then my cup comes out. And it was, it was C-A-R-L-Y, but I was like, I'll take it. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a win. That's, That's a win. The name thing on Starbucks is a broken system. It is. Right? Yeah, like yeah. they're trying to be personalized. They're trying yeah. to build connection. No one ever gets the name right to so be like, oh, well, yeah. you know. And it's frustrating you just have to repeat it. Like, Darcy ended up just saying his name was Steve. Right. Just like, make it up, person. yeah. Wait yeah. for a restaurant. Yeah. What's your name? Oh, I'm uh, Steve. Yeah. Oh, I can go. I usually <laughs> just point at him. Yeah, like, I just usually say I'm it. Like, his name. Um, the dumb thing is he has Starbucks rewards, so they mm. scan his phone every time, like, so we can get reward points. So his name comes up, and then sometimes mm. they still ask they for still it ask and still get name. it wrong. Yeah. We're like, it's See? there. Broken system. Yeah. What's your go-to Starbucks? Ooh, uh, dopio. Just two shots. Done. Over ice. Just a simple dopio. You guys say on ice. I say, we say over ice. 
Yeah. I've recently turned him into a coffee snob too because we got an espresso machine. Good. At the house and I had some beans sent over from here. I was like, you need to try. Are you taking him to Melbourne on this trip? No, we're not going to Melbourne. He has been to Melbourne before and he really wanted to go, but we only really had the two weeks and I didn't want to like, I didn't want to come in for a day and be like, hey family, bye. You guys Um, have upped your coffee game, by the way. Like since the America, it's better. It's last it is way better. Like mm-hmm. I think the previous time I was there, like three years before. Yeah, three years. Will it, do it sucked so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. This time you could actually there was a proper machine. Coffee. You know like, why? Though? Yeah, it's yeah. because a lot of a lot more Australians are infiltrating. It's good. Is yeah, that what it is? It's yeah. Good. Oh, there's good. quite a few. Well, there's quite a few Australians in downtown Detroit that have like bakeries and restaurants, and then New York's obviously already saturated. I mean, Hugh Jackman's got his own cafe there. So does he? Yeah. Hugh's mm-hmm. cafe. Yeah. Yes. Carly, I, I'm going to, like, we're slowly moving the topic towards closer to what you do. I'm Ooh. super interested because I, I haven't seen a lot of your stuff until recently. Mm-hmm. Matt, just let me know who our guest is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did uh, some research. And it's, it seems like you have done such a phenomenal job. I truly oh, mean that. Like, you. what you've evidently created, the brand you've created is extraordinary. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be as much of, like, a, play the, the, the ignorant audience right now and be like, I love it. tell us about what you do. Like, what is it? What's the story? What's the narrative? I'd love to hear. So Carly's Cupcakes kind of started out of me. Um, I've always been like a hands-on kind of creative person. I always like played sport growing up and I was never good at cooking, but I liked doing it. Um, and then I fast forward to me having a full-time job in Brisbane. Um, I was doing like bank fraud. So it was like numbers, 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 which I actually really enjoyed. I really loved it. Um, and funnily enough, my old boss now is like the fraud manager here at Heritage too, So, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I was there for like four years and I started doing um, just like kind of a bit of YouTube research. He's not going to die, is he? He's good. Yeah, he'll, pre- edit, he'll edit it out. I'm not so. prepared for death today. We weren't going <laughs> to um, notice until someone pointed <laughs> <it> out. <laughs> I had to. I'm one of those people. Um, I'd be like, oh, there's something in your teeth. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it stemmed from me just kind of needing an outlet from the day-to-day, I guess, which is, I think, how most creatives find their business anyway. Um, Hmm. So, yeah, fast forward again. I got to a point where orders and things like that were kind of taking over um, my actual day job and I was making the same, if not a bit more, money from that. I mean, granted, I was working 70, 80-hour weeks to get that, but um, Hmm. I kind of had to choose. So I was in a position where um, my family kind of helped me out and then um, I was able to obtain a bunch of wholesale clients. So a lot of people don't know that about my business is I started doing wholesale um, Mm. for different cafes and things like that around Brisbane with like vegan cupcakes and um, slices and all those sorts of brownies and things. So that, um, and up until before I left, like that was what I was doing. I had like 10 cafes. So um, that was really my bread and butter. And that was something that both my parents are self-employed. So that was a huge lesson Mm. that I learned from my dad. It was really great to have those consistent things week in, week out, whether you did really enjoy them or not, it was just good to have because you knew your bills were going to get paid and then whatever you made excess from that was, you know, not necessarily play money but to pay your tax bill, (laughs) (laughs) which is exciting. We we were having that conversation on the way here because now I've obviously got to look into the the tax obligations with being a permanent resident in two countries. So Mm. that's exciting. Um, But, uh, yeah, so stemming from there, I just taught myself basically, like watching YouTube. um, (laughs) I went to a couple of random cake lessons but didn't really teach me that much. But... It kind of gave me a bit of a feel for what I did and didn't want to do pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, I just I kept at it and kept at it. And, you know, I guess that was probably 2011, 2012. And then fast forward to now, like seven-ish years later, I guess I'm doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice. Not doing bad. And when was the – was there like a was, – was there an overnight success moment that 
people from the outside would look at and go, man, that took off. But you knew it had been the whole 10 years, of course. Yeah. But uh, was there a particular moment in time where you like sort of woke up one morning, you're like, whoa, this has kind of taken off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that, to be honest, that was even before I had quit my full-time job. And I think that was a realization and I needed that moment at that time to be able to be like, okay, this is something viable that I can do. And I had spent the time outside of my day job, you know, busting my nut, trying to get everything ready and built so I could leave. So I was lucky enough that I got to quit my job like right before Christmas. So I had like a couple of weeks off and then I could start the year fresh. So um, there there were a couple of different moments, but nothing like super definitive. But yeah, there was, I mean, even up until now, like we had an awesome lunch in town yesterday and and even even doing those sorts of things, it's kind of like clicks you back into reality and you're like, oh, cool. Like this is, you know, Mm. I'm, I'm able to sit back and enjoy this and not, not feel bad for being like, yeah, I've done a good job. Mm. Was there catalyst moments though? Was there things that kind of Oh, definitely. Yeah, I was lucky to have a really good business mentor, um, and I'm sure you guys know that that's a huge, yeah, a huge thing in yeah in this realm. So he um, and he owned a coffee shop in uh, in Brisbane, right around the corner from where I used to work. So every day I would go in there and get my morning coffee, and he would always be like, "When are you starting a business? When are you starting?" Literally every single day until I, you know, did simple things like registered my ABN or got some business cards made up or just just little things like that mm. um and then I think the first moment I think was when I was supplying to a cafe in Brisbane called Coco Bliss and they do like the acai bowls and you know all the trendy smoothies and stuff and um the Veronica sisters were going in there and mm. buying cupcakes and my cupcakes um and I hadn't I don't know if it was on holidays or something and I hadn't supplied in a week or two and they reached out to me on Facebook I'm like, we really want to get some cupcakes from you. Like, we get them every day. And at first, I thought it was a joke. Like, I ignored the first message. I was like, yeah, okay, the Veronica's yeah, messaging ha, ha, Good me. one. My sister yeah. and I were literally like, yeah, okay, delete. Um, until the, the other sister messaged me. I was like, hey, we reached out to you. We want to show you my message. the last message. <laughs> oh, I wonder um, how often that would happen to celebrities, that they would message people and genuinely people and it. just get ignored. <laughs> like, they probably get ignored just as much as they ignore like fans messaging them. Oh, yeah, them. for cool. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so after that... Um, and they, they were just – they're just genuinely lovely people. And the, pretty much two, two days before I flew out to the US, I actually made Lisa's wedding cake. Um, so that's oh, – I've, I've become really, really good friends with them and they've just been really good supporters of my business and we've just become genuine friends as well. So Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. That's fantastic. And Chris, was a similar story for the music side of things because arguably, arguably you're both in, I would say, pretty challenging environments to break through, mm. so mm-hmm. to speak, like – is most of your business Instagram, Carly? Is like that's your main vehicle? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the most part. And then from there it stems. I def- definitely think word of mouth is obviously huge from that. But yeah. that is obviously... Word of yeah, mouth, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think for everything. Um, music... Uh, like music would be one of the it's hardest changed, things it's, to and, break, And right? that, that's, that's the one that's constantly changing. Mm. Um, well, what do you make like... 0.003 cents a stream. Oh, that now that, that part of it has gotten ridiculous. Ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I was reading something where... Um, Townsend, I'm sorry, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the guy from The Who, guitar player, sorry. Pete Townsend. Um, Pete Townsend, that is the right name. Sorry, it's early for me. <laughs> Jeff, um, he's still in jet lag. You don't know what time it is. I, I he's really, like, where am I? I we feel in the same way. I have, no, gr- I have no grip on what time it is or what how my body feels. No, but uh, he was speaking to Congress or someone and saying that for his 15 million or something streams mm, something or crazy. something just uh, asinine, like mm. for one song, 15 million streams or whatever, the band was grossing eighteen hundred dollars. Oh my and, god! And, 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 so that's yeah. that's that's where things are, you know. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, that's why I like I asked earlier because um, I I went and like Googled the band right. and every video I clicked on YouTube the top comment was the singer is my maths teacher right right he <laughs> yeah. was a school teacher yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? for years. and I was yeah. like are they still doing both or no, no, well now he's in now he's in sales so he's actually yeah. selling windows. And he's doing Pete Townsend. Great. No, not no. Pete Townsend. No, the singer, singer, singer of my band. Can you imagine? Singer of my band. Pete Townsend. Imagine no. the guy from The Who rocking up. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't been full time, full on since 2011, really. Long time. I mean, like, it's mm. between everybody kind of adulting, quote unquote, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm sorry. Let's just get back to the, the breaking part. Um, music has changed so much in the last 15 years, easily. Even in the last five years, you know. Um, a lot of pop artists and rappers have it figured out, the single thing, where you, you push a single, you play it for a little while, you make a music video for it, you it gets played in all the clubs, and then you got a new one a, couple, mm. a month later. New content, new video, mm. yeah. whatever. That's kind of where things have gone versus like really putting a record out. Releasing a whole album. Yeah, I mean, mm. even, I, mean that, I feel like that even started... 2009-ish when that that first Lady Gaga record that like really hit it was just like single after single after single mm. and then she had a record with only nine songs on it which is like mm. kind of unheard of for a pop record mm. and she had just thrown another random song or two yeah another like random mm-hmm. song on there I feel like that that's where I noticed that I was just like that's weird business has changed this yeah. is where things yeah. are changing and then even with the internet ebbing and flowing as much as it does from one platform being the MySpace platform, which was where like everything was happening for a while, right? Yeah. Every, everybody was on MySpace. If you were a band, the first bands that were breaking on MySpace, um, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, those kind of right. things were all happening yeah, yeah. those years yeah. ago. And then when Facebook kind of took over, the platform wasn't really ready for that mm. as far as like playing music, I feel mm. like it. And then MySpace was actually pretty good for playing it, music. It was, oh, yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. discovering yeah. Bands bands. For an early social media site, it was for, it was far ahead of its mm. time. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So then now we've gone to the streaming services, and then no one getting any money from that. So now, now it's really gone to. And I learned this years ago. Um, are you guys familiar with Newfound Glory? No, 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 another name. Old pop, old, older yeah, pop man. punk band. Um, there, uh, two of the guys in that band put out one of my old band's records, 2000, early 2000s, right? And I had a conversation with them, and he said, the only way you make money is to go on the road mm. and sell merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. You go, wow. you make your guarantee, you make decent money, and then you sell as much merchandise as you can. And that's how a lot of bands, I mean, a lot of bands, even the bigger bands, that's how they make all their money is the guarantees and, and the merchandising. Not, not yeah. from like ticket sales? No, no, no uh, record sales or any of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. at this point, these guys are playing arenas. Yeah. Mm. You know, they're touring the con- They're on like the TRL MTV tour with Good Charlotte mm. selling out arenas. And they're like, the only way you make money is to go on the road. And I'm yeah. just looking selling at t-shirts. someone going, I'm never going to sell as many records as this band is selling right now. And I, how do I expect to make any money? And, that, and that's really what it comes down to is just getting on the road and toughing it out and selling some So what do you see as the future of the in, music industry then? Because it seems like... There's literally... The yeah. Uh, it seems like it's fairly like broken then. then yeah. Yeah. Um, what you've got right now is... Obviously, the future is digital, like everything, yeah. right? Um, drum sales are down 50%. No kids are growing up seeing a drummer playing in a band, that, and they're like, I got to play drums. That's what right. I got to do. You know, because everybody's... I'm not really too hip on the electronic music stuff, but everybody can sit at home 
with mm. a computer. Simulate. Simulate everything. Mm. And that's, that's where my companies had to go, too, is we built physical product, but the digital product is what people are buying. It's a cheaper mm. product. What's it's the a, name of your stuff that you uh, make? Powered by Omega. Okay, cool. So we, like I said, we produce speaker enclosures. We design speakers, and then we also build amplifiers. That's cool. So where that's going is the physical, right? Mm. It's difficult because it's hard. You can't truly copy what the physical sounds like, you know, you li- versus listening to a, an MP3, which is compressed and squished, right? Versus listening to an LP through a stereo at home. Yeah. Right. right? Mm. So you're, there is a difference there. And, and everybody here, a lot, most people hear it. Some people just don't. Yeah. Um, but that's where things are going is people want the digital copy of what my equipment sounds like. Hmm. And that's, there's so many realms for it because you've got the way the speaker sounds, you've got the way the box sounds, you've got the way the amp sounds we've kind of had to just embrace the fact that that's what people are using. People mm. are doing home studios. So people will have a computer with all these programs that simulate drums, guitar, bass, synthesizer, everything, and they just can write a song. Yeah, they don't need it. a single instrument in the room. Click, click, they can click, just click, do yeah. it all. Exactly. MIDI yeah. programming. You can tap it on a keyboard. You can tap it on a, like, an, like a physical like black and white keys keyboard yeah. and play the notes. Or you can just literally program it on the screen. Mm. So realistically, I mean, you're, you're, the way it's going to really go is more artists like that, you know, just like people who are sitting at home, spending the time, putting together these awesome songs, performing it live. Would they get a band? Maybe. Do they have to? Not really. No. You know, you get, um, so many of these DJs and mm-hmm. whatever else, you just have a, a crazy light show and they just tap the play button on their Hit keyboard. The play button. <laughs> make it look like they're doing something. Right. <laughs> so, I mean... Huh. You like to you like to hope that there's this cycle because yeah with with what we're doing anyway like fashion like, right comes in comes like in everything yeah. else yeah, yeah comes in waves so there are some bands that will always be anti digital there will always be this analog machine ACDC mm. for example you know mm. rock and old rock and roll bands and then there's newer bands that will always be that too and other bands that integrate both and then some bands that are just just digital but I, you always hope that there's like this backswing of Everybody going back to analog, yeah. Yeah. being a rock band mm-hmm. versus being a synth and whatever. Well, I think that paired with like in this hyper digital world that we're in, right? It's kind of ironic because we're in we're in a Here digital thing right now. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I think the I think the swing that's happening, and this is why I think these lunches that you're doing and like mm-hmm. even gigs, mm-hmm. I think we're we're swinging back to the the human desire to have experience yeah. and true connection with right. human beings. Mm-hmm. Because I think yeah. like digital has starved true connection with human beings. Mm-hmm. It kind of it's falsified. It feels like you're connected to it a bunch of like people. Yeah. I love your thoughts on this too, Carly. Being in the Instagram world, you know, <laughs> it's it's quite interesting because yeah. you feel like you know a lot of people, but then you're like, do you really do have you really true connection them? with yeah. anyone? Yeah. So hopefully, I'd, I'd hope to see that it swings back around. You right. know, because me and Darcy went to a few gigs in the states, and it's just so fun, like to be it able is. to hang out with people, it's just yeah. so meet great. people. It's awesome. Uh, and do this. <laughs> well, we saw we saw Incubus like three or four weeks ago right. um, at a event a venue. There's a backstory there, and I'm going to. Oh, it's the most hilarious story in the world. We it's saw so Incubus good. downtown in Detroit at one of the old like the Fox Theater has got to be like. It's old. It's, it's old AF. Quite old. Yeah, it's Literally, I, I got distracted looking. Right? I got distracted looking at the ceiling for like twenty minutes because it was just it was just beautiful. It was well, amazing. And then the we were like, our, our housemate got us tickets, and he was like, he was like, yeah, they're pretty good seats. You know, we get there, we're literally front row. I'm closer to huh. him than I'm to you guys right now. Really? Like it was, yeah. it was it was insane. It was one. Of, it was such a cool. It was great. Yeah. No, it was great. It was such a cool experience. And neither of us have really listened to Incubus. Like it was a twenty years of 
Make Yourself. Make Yourself. Yes, Make Yourself. Um, I haven't really listened Those to much, are the songs that everyone much knows. of their, yeah, right, right. much <laughs> yeah. of their newer stuff. But it was just, yeah, to see the combo, I think, of both of those, though, like they had obviously the live side of it and then they've got a DJ integrated into their band anyway. So hmm. I think that, but, but it was really cool because the crowd there, I think, you know, I'm 30, he's 36. The crowd there, it was like, it was on the cusp of like, you would go to shows and not have your phone versus like, oh, cool, you can kind of get pictures and stuff now. Um, whereas I, I really didn't notice that many people. And I mean, it was a little difficult because we were Everyone at the front. Everyone was behind us. But I, no, but even the couple <laughs> yeah, yeah, of times yeah. that I turned... You were, you were VIP and the couldn't The couple turn of times that I turned silent. around... <laughs> I didn't notice that many phones out, and I just thought that was really well, there, cool. There's gigs these days That's where they've so got true, a, um, mm. they're That's actually so banning normal, phones, yeah. where it's like a no phone. Well, you could zone. you could take pictures, you couldn't take any videos. Yeah, so, but there. some gigs I've heard they've even like mm. you're going to get shunned if you pull your phone out. Like just oh, experience the gig for just what be it is. There. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the thing because we were yeah. sitting right there, and I got my phone out a couple times, but like. We made eye contact with the guys multiple times, which is extremely awkward. I don't know how people oh, sit yeah. up the front of That's, gigs all the time because yeah, yeah. I was just Playing like, shows is awkward. It's just like, <laughs> hey man, what's up? I see you. I can yeah. smell on your stage sweat there. from here. Yeah. Well, he was more so just interested looking at the guitarist pedals because he had about fifteen of them on nice. his pedal board. Mm. Um, yeah, it was nice to see. Like it was one of those things where you grow up hearing certain things, and you're at a certain skill level, right? Mm. And then you hear it later, and you're like, oh, that's that hard to do. And, yeah. <laughs> and you play guitar? Yeah, I play guitar and bass, yeah. 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 And I was watching him just kind of noodle around, around with just fiddling around. Like, every single song, he was changing Using, something yeah. on one of the pedals Settings, just yeah. to make it the, that perfect sound on the record. And it sounded great. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was very interesting to see it from that perspective. Because the way I explain going to shows now is like going to work on an off day. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like... I don't have to work today, but I'm in that environment and I'm sitting here and I feel like I should be doing some work or I should be doing something, but, I, but I'm not because mm. I'm not working today. That's how I describe going to concerts anymore, it seems like, just because it's just And weird. usually now it's just so we can see people that we haven't seen in a long time. Visit a friend that's in yeah. town on tour or whatever. And uh, it was weird to go as an audience member again and just be like, oh, this was actually good. This was actually fun because mm. it, it can be punishing because you're used to like a certain amount of freedom when you're backstage and you're doing your thing and you're working and you've got your pass and you're just trying to get your job done whereas like you come into these places and like the rules that everyone established is now on you mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit strange environment it'd be like it was awesome though no it was great they're great and mm. i i i, I go ahead oh sorry go no, ahead. i, I go appreciate ahead. that a band like that on that level is still doing that like can like they obviously see the the market for and they've been around for decades they must love too. it too right because You'd imagine yeah, they'd yeah. have a bit of money behind them. Yeah, well... Unless it's the whole it's, three cents mm. of a stream and it's, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're world famous. I think they would have no made money, most you know? of their money in the early days, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're continuing to. And then there's cocaine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, and from the other, yeah, yeah. the back side of it, from the office, the business side of it, mm. they can actually ask for more money from, from the, the... I don't know if they would... They probably went through... I would booking assume they agent. went through, well, the booking agent, obviously, mm. but I, I feel like they probably went through a, a, whatever promoter that promoted the whole tour, mm. and they can, they can ask for more money because the, the promoters know that, oh, if you're doing an anniversary tour, which is a lot of, a lot of bands are doing, and mm. we've done some other stuff like that, that as well, is you're getting more people who might not come out because they're not sure what you're going to play, yeah. but if you're paying yeah. homage to an so older record and they're yeah. really going to play the whole thing, and that's what these fans either grew up listening to or caught maybe a little too late and they're like 
oh, that record's awesome, but they hardly mm. play anything from it. Yeah. They, you know, I hear the singles, but that's it. You're getting all those people to make sure they're coming to the show because they're not going to miss it because this is the opportunity to hear this again. Mm. Yep. So I feel like they did definitely, they've definitely made some money on it, but now they're really going, give us an extra 20% because we're going to guarantee this many more heads in the, in the room and you guys are going to make your money mm. as well as us. Mm. Mm. That's super interesting. Kyle, I got a question for you. Yes. Where do you think Instagram's going? I think about this more often than I'd like to admit because more so just out of curiosity, not because I'm concerned, um, but I think definitely for me in the last 12 months, I've moved over from obviously doing orders to more content creation just because of the situation and, like, sure. you know, we're still sharing a car and, like, and I'm obviously rebuilding my business where I am. Right. But it also gave me an opportunity to work out what I did and didn't like about my business previously and I kind of, I, I, I've looked at it as, like, a fresh start, if anything. Yeah. Um, which has been really great and I've obviously had good support with that too. Um, but, it, yeah, Instagram, it's it's a weird one at the moment, to be honest. And I'm not, mm. I can't, yeah. I can't get a read on it because... When my Instagram kind of, I guess, quote unquote, blew up um, in like 20, probably start of 2017, I would say, I had a couple of shares on a few good pages, like, you know, like a Food Network and um, Wilton and like, um, what is it, Home and Garden magazine, one of the big magazines in the US. Um, you know, I went from like 40,000 to like 240,000 Instagram followers in like a couple of months. Nice. So that was wow. huge there. But, and yeah, and that's the thing, like I knew at the time I was, was doing- Was that addictive as hell? Yeah, it was really difficult. Yeah. It was really hard in terms of like you really wanted to keep up with all the positivity but then you'd get one negative comment and it would just really grind your gears and piss you off for longer than it should. Mm. Um, but I'm thankful mm. now I'm at a point where I'm like if someone's negative, I re if I really don't like it, I'll just delete it. Like I actually don't care. Yeah. Or I'll respond to people because people don't expect that. No. Yeah. And that's what I like doing. Hide behind their keyboard. Exactly. Yeah. So and that's and that's kind of a thing. And that's I know you you guys are big Gary V fans anyway, but that was something that I heard him talk about one time was like he likes to explore the negativity and like what like what's making you There's what, something in it. Yeah. What yeah, what's making you feel the need to come and say something about my day or what I'm doing, it's, it's actually adversely affecting you. So, mm -hmm. um, no, I got to a point where I, I wouldn't spend that much time on anything negative just because there was so much positive and I could, there was people there that actually wanted to get answers from me and, and, and talk to me and communicate. But Instagram at the moment, I think, um, and it's in conjunction with Facebook, obviously now they both are owned, well, Instagram's owned by Facebook, but um, and he's noticed it too with his band stuff because they've got like 80,000 followers. They're, they're Facebook strong, whereas I'm Instagram strong. Yeah. So um, you literally can't get any attention. If your post doesn't get the attention that it needs in the first probably hour, mm. you can kiss it goodbye. Yeah. Or otherwise, that's, and that's where it's at that point where you're like, cool, I have to pay for people to see this, for my entire audience to see this because they're just not seeing it. So there's definitely been a big shift in the last 12 months from static posts to stories. Um, and I'm very, very active on my stories, whereas I used to be really active on my posts and not my stories. Mm. So I'll post every couple of days now and it's even more sporadic in the last 12 months just because I kind of felt like I was like, taking my Instagram back because you do get to a point where you feel like you're like oh shit I've got to post it I haven't posted anything today you know the Instagram was going to forget about me like mm. no it's not a big deal like mm. and I've even let now I'm like cool if I don't post for a week I don't care mm. like I'd rather not put something up and then post something that does okay and then then post something that does kind of shit and it bums me out so yeah. but stories I think is that's where I get most of my engagement with people um because they can you know you can obviously reply straight away on stories and you see it there in the direct messages and um 
I love just conversing with people that way and that's that's kind of the personalised touch for them. So Instagram's a weird one at the moment. I really don't know. That's I don't good. Know. That's comforting to hear because I think it's the most confusing platform ever. It really is. And for someone that's like, you know, crushing it on Instagram, Hearing, still be like, I don't know what it's literally, doing. Literally, hearing the word like, algorithm, yeah. I'm just like, Ooh. like what the heck does that even I just mean? don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, like, and people, people worrying about like SEOs and like all the Google, like I've never, I've just never delved into that side of things. Mm. A, because I just haven't really had the time and B, that side just doesn't interest me personally. Yeah, um, so, and yeah, but I mean, some people like that, that is very important for them with their business to be at the top of Google or, you know, whatever it is. So, um, but yeah, Instagram, I think is, I don't know that it's necessarily going anywhere, but there is going to be something that comes along in the next, I don't know, 12 to 24 months that people are going to go, oh yeah, Instagram, I don't really use that anymore. And mm. they're using X program. Mm. So I think that's... The- the addictive nature of them is mm. fascinating. You know, Steve said before, was it addictive once it started taking off for you? I know I, I've personally, um, and we've spoken about this on this podcast before, mm. I deleted Instagram, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago, yeah. right? And I, I didn't delete it for any reason. Other, I wasn't like, man, I'm using this too much or anything like that. I just, something in me was just like, this just isn't good for the human brain yeah. to be, this just isn't good for happiness mm-hmm. to be on this thing, right? I've done so that, I've done that a few, th- few times too. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It and might only last a couple of days, but I've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, all that happened now is I just spend more time on LinkedIn. Like it's, I've just, uh, same time is spent in front of my phone screen. I'm just on a different a platform. Different platform. You know? oh, LinkedIn's a beast. This, this whole idea of social media I, addiction. I haven't it's, delved it's into like, LinkedIn enough. I think got, I made one ages ago and then just have never updated yeah. it. It's got a real opportunity to crush. Really? Yeah. Okay. They make $11 billion dollars a month. A month? Just through premium accounts. So they don't, they can be super generous with their organic because they don't need to make Mm. revenue through ads. I had no idea. They've crushed it. Hmm. It's so, so big. Who owns LinkedIn? Microsoft. They acquired them for $26 billion. That's casual. (laughs) As you do. That's with the B. That's, you, a that's, billion. With a that's a billion. That's a billion. We're watching we watched Brewster's Millions last night, old like oh, 80s yeah. film with like Richard Pryor and John Candy and he obviously gets the opportunity to, he's got to spend 30 million in a in a month or something. Yeah, 30 million dollars um, in one month to earn to get, 300 million. That was the challenge. Was, that was the yeah, challenge. Yeah, but it was like it was like you can't have assets. Um you can only do 5% gambling. 5% uh, donation? Donation. Like it was just, yeah. So, so he's just running around town hiring people for right. absurd amounts just to hang out with him or like whatever. He and, burned it through salary. And I was, I was just saying to her, I was like, I would just book a gig. You could yeah. book all the bands you want one <laughs> On day. On the one day. One day. <laughs> in fly, your backyard. Because you're going to give them three times as much as they usually get. You're going to fly them all in. You're going to take care of like, like you could literally blow 30 million There's with a game. all the right bands. What, what was this from? Is this a movie you were saying? It's a movie, Bruce, yeah. Bruce does millions. Yeah, yeah Bruce does millions. Bruce, it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Dust, that's a... Because we're into this game thing right now. We think mm-hmm. that's the future of education is through experiential learning. So yeah. like gone are the days of a textbook, gone are the days of a whiteboard. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All that stuff doesn't right. work. So we're finding this like game environment. Yeah. Play-based learning is just... We, we feel like we're on the... Well, it's the competitive Stop. side of it too. People love that. Right, I love right. being competitive. That right. sounds like a good game, does? Because we, we invented this thing totally. called the $20 game. Mm-hmm. All you need is yourself, 24 hours and a willingness to play for the whole time. It's yeah. completely free and yeah. it's blowing up. People are loving it wow. as well. Um, but that sounds like a fun game, does? It's like That's figuring out... something to that for if, sure. if you had to If you had to spend $30 million, but you couldn't do this, but yeah, this, there were all this, the, there were all these stipulations. Rules. So it was basically like an old, like he's like great uncle or something and he was the only heir to it. 
And yeah. he, he made the video beforehand with his estate and said, these are the rules, you have to stick to them. He was like, you can take a million now and we'll forget about the rest of it or do the 30, see how you go and you could get 300. There's something in that. Mm. That's sick. Because mm. yeah. cool. how you figure out how you would solve that, which t- the big thing we're about is self-awareness. We think self-awareness is Huge. the best gift you can give someone. Mm-hmm. And game environments or play-based learning is awesome for that. So it sounds like the way that you've solved that $30 million game like tells you a lot about what you're strong at, like mm-hmm. how you think about strategy, like what you would do, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Carly, how would you win the $30 million game? Uh, that's, well, we were, okay, so to be fair, I was watching it and I was half asleep, but it like, it like literally like flicked my brain and I was like, how? Because then, because I was like, oh, well, I'd donate. And then it was like, well, you can only do 5%. I'm like, oh, you'd go and put it all in black. No, you can only do 5%. So like, there was, like I said, there was, there was so many rules there that really covered off a lot of things that I initially thought about. So I was like, oh, I just go and buy all my family a house. Where it was like, I think that, I don't know if that felt, the assets it was, I think. Yeah, you're not allowed to assets. You weren't allowed yeah. the assets, yeah. So I was thinking like I'd invest in businesses and like become a venture capitalist in there about five right. minutes. But yeah. that's an asset too, that's an I asset. suppose. Mm. Yeah, but that, well, not necessarily if you're, well, if, if you're getting a return, sure, yeah, yeah. But he, he, was, he was even negotiating like, I want no return, don't. Don't whatever. Don't charge you can't me. Can't just keep, go keep to keep every McDonald's and order everything on the menu. <laughs> you couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> you don't have the time to do it. You wouldn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a month. Yeah, but that'd be so fatiguing. You would burn I out think, for sure. I think my I think my initial thing was like find the most expensive hotel that I could go and stay at, or like right. resort or something like that, right. and just so like we, a, yeah. and there just live and just yeah. live it up. Like that's there just me go. being completely selfish. Yeah, at first, I was like, <laughs> how many trips would we take? How many people would we bring with us? How many meals would we buy? But then I was just like, no, you could just do one event, free event. Pay all the bands as much as you want. I mean, like, you know, Metallica's a $2 million guarantee. Slipknot's a million and a half guarantee. And then whoever else you want besides that, Toto, uh, Steely Dan, like, you know, like any any, any band. Slipknot's a million and a half. Oh, yeah. easily, if not more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. His his business partner, Guitar Techs, for Slipknot. Yeah, and they, they, really? the, the guitarist and that's not the reason started... I know, but I'm just saying, no. the, <laughs> you can tell by the, the height of a band and that, what kind of money they're making. Um, uh, do you guys, have you guys heard of Five Finger Death Punch down here? No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. There it's um it's acquired taste. It's a weird it's name. very it's radio I like the name of it. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. it's it is metal but radio rock. Okay. And it's like all over the radio. They've been they've been all over the radio for years. Mm. They're killing it. That that band alone does uh, a quarter of a million dollars in merchandise a day. What? A day. A day. A day. A day. Granted, grand, there's some overhead involved in there. You're, you're paying looks... a lot for the t-shirts, but yeah, yeah. and there's obviously a lot of logistical things because you're you're getting a shipment. Right, you got to get done. A, a truckload every other day That's or a lot two of or t-shirts. three t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a job last year for a month where he drove around. You can't talk about who uh, it was, but who it was. But this band, this band does thirty to fifty grand a day. Yeah, on a much hmm. smaller scale. Hmm. And he was so, just driving the merchandise. Like I said, and like I said, that's that's merch playing the show. This million and a half for Slipknot or two million for Metallica or whatever. Mm. They're getting a lot of their money. Obviously, they have a lot of overhead. I, I feel like Metallica's overhead is hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. a day because mm. every truck you got yeah. so much money, uh, every, all the production, yeah, all the stage, crew, it's all huge. Yeah, huge. travel with a stage. Yeah, I mean, like, so they are spending a lot of their money and those guys fly home every day. Do they, they really? Oh, yeah, they fly home. Oh, they sleep that. at home. They fly home and they fly back. Yeah. Even wow. with really? Europe. And, yeah, even with Europe and everything else. Even what? a band like Hatebreed, those guys fly in the day before, like the day of the show. Like, they, they just show up when they show up. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it is wild. Like, it's wild. All that industry stuff behind the scenes is just crazy. It's pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah. It's hey, uh, hey, Steve. Yo. 
Is it time for some questions? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we've kind of yeah, we've kind of been all over the place. No, no, this has been great. no, 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 no. This is our special, our special questions. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Special questions. Let me take a sip of coffee. By the way, because you probably don't know anything about the pursuit of love podcast and what it means, nothing to do with love, love, relationship, love. Oh, it's sure. essentially we like love. interviewing rad people like yourselves who are pursuing the thing that they love mm-hmm. as right. their primary thing that they do. Sure, sure. Um, so you guys are perfect examples of that. Thank so you. So anyway, here's one that we found. Let's do the two. Let's do the two for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, the double whammy. Ooh, double whammy. Double dip. Okay, so the first two <laughs> people. All right. Wait. Yeah, so it's the it's it's the double whammy squared, <laughs> something like that. Sure. Um, first question is this. We'll, we'll kick it off with Chris because sure. I think I think you'll go deep with this one. Okay, here we go. Should uh, I lay back? Should I get comfortable? Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> that fur over there. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, cancel the rest of the afternoon. All the meetings <laughs> are up. Right. Uh, what is something that you have come to know and believe to be true? that you know a ton of other people just simply disagree with? Ooh. So what's something that you part? believe to be true that you know a ton of other people were just like, no, nah, you're wrong, dude? I don't know. It's a good one, hey? Uh, I hate to get into religion, I guess. Good. Yeah. Go um, oh! I, 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 <laughs> it's, um, Look at Darcy, so keen. So <laughs> I think... A lot of that comes down to we're just like so product of environment, right? Mm-hmm. So, someone who's Chinese, born in China, might or might not end up Christian. I know there's a big Christian thing happening over there, yeah. But you just it's just where you're where you you came up, you right. know. It's all about where you came up, and so let's see how many different gods are there, how many different things are there. They're how are, they're not all right, right? I think as humans, we're just responsible for taking in the positive of everything you know like obviously there's a good structure from certain religions and a bad structure from other well, bad quote-unquote bad from others um i think it's kind of silly that so many people will just be like no this is it this is this is this is a fact i'm gonna f- die for this and mm. i feel like that's this is that's a very uh ricky gervais approach to Religion. Have you heard his take on it? It's essentially what's exactly that show? That. What's that show? What's that series he did on Netflix? It was really. Oh, good. he did that show called Afterlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. Brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. You know what I love about this question, Steve? What do you like? Because we question, get Matt? we get to ask it, and then just watch people like slowly tiptoe around the politically <laughs> correct world yes. as they answer the yeah. question. No, I, I'm, I'm a firm advocate of not being politically correct, just because I don't know just where I'm from and how my dad is and everything else. But but anyway, um, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just religion. I mean, it's just, we're all scared. We're all flying through this universe on this big ball. And right. I mean, anything that could change, you know, the climate change or whatever, we could all be dead tomorrow. And Climate change isn't real. Yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> Is that going to be yours? What's <laughs> no, on the, no, yeah. no. I, Let's just make I, this the most controversial yeah, no, episode <laughs> we possibly can. And that's the thing about that one, too. It's just like, yes, science. Also, the natural just life that is the the planet earth the way yeah. it's changed over time and everything anyway i know we're contributing but it's just anyway it's incredibly I, complex. I, I really do think that and not that i i know better than anybody else or whatever you know and maybe when we get to the end and we see the light or we're dying or whatever we we go somewhere else i, I like to think we end up in an, another life somewhere doing something else completely yeah, yeah. Not whether we're an animal or something else, but I, I like reincarnation. I like, I, I like, I like, yeah, I like the idea of that. I don't, I don't Life like, goes on. I like, yeah. I think, uh, I think the 
I think there's a portion of the world or humanity that believes that nothing happens, of course. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I'd say the majority would like to think that life goes on. I think it's just a comfort thing more than anything. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily that you're dedicating a certain amount of time as you do with certain religions, to make sure that if there is something happening afterwards that you you get to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'd love to come back as my dog because she just gets fed so well. She your gets dog. All a, the... a dog. No, no, my dog. But you can't come back as your dog. It's too but late. But you know what I mean, like a similar sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just gets looked after yeah. really, really well. Yeah. Time might be. <laughs> yeah. And I read something a couple of days ago was about um, the brain and protecting itself from like it's knowing it's going to die. Mm. I feel like a lot of people just latch onto the religion one because it's easy. It's easier, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not easy, but easier to, to swallow something that's like, oh, all of these people over time have believed this and they think it's, this is a so good this idea. Right. So this, this is safe. This is, this is mm-hmm. like, it's like, that many people, you know, took the gamble? I think they're onto something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think we're just trying to convince ourselves mm-hmm. of like safety, yeah, safety, comfort, you know these things, and obviously they teach you the right and wrong, which is good because that's I, I had morality. a, 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 a morality. Yeah. No, the morality side's good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I had a religious upbringing. I went to Catholic university. I went to Catholic high school, and I was raised Catholic. But when you're in grade nine in America, you decide if you're going to continue to be a Catholic or not. And I chose not to. Oh, I didn't know that. Is yeah. that how that works? Uh, not nine, nine or ten, something like that. Right. That's um, an appropriate age um, to put that sort of pressure con- on someone. Confirmation, yeah, yeah. I think, is what they call it. Oh, you have it. your confirmation. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so you I choose did, to be confirmed I cho- or I cho- not. Yeah, to confirm that I am going to stay with the religion and move forward. Huh. I just didn't. Well, my, 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 my mother... <laughs> immediately kicked you out. Yeah. Bye. Like, See you, lad. Bye, no, actually, you know, we were actually at this conversation earlier today. I've actually played with a Christian band. Um... As we were pulling into my old as, school today. Right. Yeah. As contradictory as that sounds. But they, they, their big thing was, if we can't let someone that's in our inner circle into our group who isn't Christian and try to show them what it's like to be a Christian man, and sure. then who, how can we let anybody else? Mm-hmm. Or how can we yeah. really spread the word or whatever? So I totally understand that. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've experienced a lot of it. And not to say that my friends are wrong or whatever, but... And not that I, or that I'm more enlightened or whatever else, but <laughs> I, I I feel like that's yeah that's probably the the one mm. for me. That's the answer. So the, if you were to sum it up, what would it be? Sum it up. Yeah, if you were so to sum it up, single that. single sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of no, now say the question again. So what is something you've come to know and believe to be true that you know a bunch of other people disagree with? That religion is trash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah, no, and yeah, honestly, yeah. so flip side of that is the the fact that, this question that so no it, it, and in Where america it you can see how corrupt it is because they're not sure. taxed. Yeah. i don't know how you guys do it over here but they're yeah, not same taxed. Same 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 thing. so you've got these yeah. pastors with these elaborate multi-million dollar mansions that don't pay any tax on what they're doing what was that tv show oh we just it's, watched uh, it's called on HBO. The, uh, the righteous gemstones it's on huh. hbo right now it's, it's, um, it's got, probably one of the funniest things it's, got, um, it's like rich pastors adam, type stuff. adam yes yeah. it's yeah. a whole family adam it's um john goodman Adam Devine? Uh, uh, is that his name? Devine? Yeah. The guy that does um, yeah. workaholics. workaholics. Yeah. Um, then, it's just... And then what's his face? I can't think... I can never think of his name. He's it's actually he's, one of the writers. He's one of the writers, yeah. We'll get back to on that one. It's, uh, Interesting. I'll check it out. It's the guy from uh, Eastbound and Down. What's that guy's name? Do you know? Do you know? John Smith. No. Um. You're John Smith. He's famous. I can see his he's face. Real Man, fun. You've got I can see his face. He's a chubbier uh, dude. Yeah. Um, Jonah Hill. McBride. <laughs> McBride, yeah. Danny McBride. Danny, Danny McBride. That's it, Danny yeah. McBride. Nice one. Well he's done. Ding, 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 ding. Well 10 done. points for Matt. You're killing it today. But well yeah. done. Yeah, it was yeah. But yeah, it just, it just, there is all of that corruption and whatever, and it's, it's, all, it's all about manipulating people and taking their money and them benefiting 
over everybody else. And yeah. I feel like that goes way back to when it started, you know what I mean? Like right. well beyond like, oh, we can control these people. Right. Mm. We'll get their money. And that's one we'll, big, they'll do what we want. That's one this big thing. And I'm, sh- I'm sure, and we have politic conversations all the time and that's going to be the one of my answers for this. But I don't like here in Australia that our government is based on religion. Like, I don't like that it's, like, the the initial side of it when it comes down to... I mean, it's changed now, thankfully, that, you know, gay marriage is, is legal and, yeah. you know, just, just differences with that. But, like, people making decisions that are affecting an entire country based on something that they believe is just... It's... Politics is selfish at the end of the day. Yeah. They're in it for themselves. Right. No, whether, no. whether they come in with that intent or not, that's what they're in it for. And that's that's the big thing, too. Like, you know, I know here with, with the pensions that politicians get after they finish, and I think it's the same... US gets you. the same, well, is it? Well, the whole, and the, the whole idea is for when that was set up initially, like back when, from what you've educated me on, was people come in, they do their, their civil service. Yeah, and so it was civil service. You left your job. You didn't you get went, paid? or You, you didn't got, get paid. No, no, it was civil service. You for did two it for years. Two, to four, two years or four years or whatever, whatever thing you were doing, and you went back to work. And went you back to your normal job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, public service. How about you, Carly? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, what's your answer, bro? What's so this jo- one's... Oh, sorry, did you want to wrap? Does that, no, no, does that's that good. feel wrapped? Are we good? Yeah, that's wrapped. Oh, awesome. Get ready for question two. This is interesting because if you had asked me this before living in America, I would have given a completely different answer. And it's not that, again, same thing. It's not that I think I'm right, but it's just given the different upbringings, I've really struggled with the whole gun situation in the US. Right. So it's very... I don't want to say stupid to me, but it doesn't make sense to me that that's just a thing and that's completely normal. And I'm just like, how do you not see how stupid this is? Like, mm. how do you, like, and, you know, our brother-in-law, he's, a lot of our friends, they're always carrying, like, and they've got their permits, everything like that. People just, mm. people just own guns and I just don't, it's not, yeah. that, it's not that I think that they're wrong and everything like that. And I say to him, I, I, I don't like having an opinion on the matter and I very seldom speak up on it because of our upbringing here. Right. We're not brought up to be like, yes, you have the Second Amendment. That's your right. That's, you know, this, that and the other. So I don't like having that discussion. But, you know, when I do get my US citizenship and when we do decide to start a family, like that's going to be, that's going to come into play because unfortunately the school shootings I've had, like, you know, people just going into Walmart and, and shooting shit up. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just not, it's not ever something you have to worry about here. And yes, we do have situations of violence and things like that. But again, looking at the statistics of it with, and again, we've had multiple, not, he and I don't argue about it. He understands where I'm coming from. I understand where he's coming from. Um, but we've had a lot of discussions about it. We love Joe Rogan. Like, yeah. we love listening to and, and educating ourselves. And that's a big thing for me too. So again, right. it's not, it's not that, not that there's probably going to be that many Americans listening to this, but it's not, it's not me being like, oh, we're Australian, we're better, we have gun laws, we're smart. It's just well, that... Well, we had the, the one uh, Port Arthur massacre and then like immediately yep. just outlawed all of them. Yeah, and, that's, and we've, we've had this discussion too. It's like, great, if they did say no more guns now or you know, had more gun control, there's all the gun factories that are out there now who have already you know, manufactured X amount or there's, you know, think about how many guns there already are in the US per person That's and huge. actually actually trying to police that and, like, it's just, it's, yeah, there's, there's been multiple conversations about that. But, yeah, that's something that I think... It's it, that, that's been a big learning curve for me being over there. Um, that that's just completely normal. That and you know our brother-in-law, he he's, he does have a gun safe. He is very responsible with everything as well, which I appreciate because you know you just you, you don't ever think about oh this person's walking around the house with a gun like mm. it's just oh, not, it is crazy. It's weird. <laughs> it's, what what, what, what both of those answers are bringing up is how much an environment actually 
mm-hmm. dictates or maybe not the right word influences yes. human behavior. Mm-hmm. Sure. So like we found the same thing. We we're hanging out in like Chicago with some friends, and they're like, we're talking about guns. Guns came up. And they're like, yeah, yeah, if you want a gun, like let's just walk across the shopping center, like mm-hmm. the Walmart, just there. Yep. We'll get you a gun. Mm-hmm. Done. And we're like, whoa. That's crazy. Like yeah. the ability, the the access. Mm. We're like in Australia, like there isn't. It would be very hard to buy a gun. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, other... that, but it's almost like how we. And it's interesting because you're both from different environments for the yeah. most of your formative years. It's yeah. interesting that how much of that would actually mm. mean that this is good or not mm. so good. Or that's interesting. It's interesting how environment probably affects morality, in a way. Hugely. And the other thing as well for us, which is something we've had a discussion about is the fact that, and because in the US, medical marijuana and recreational marijuana is so much further advanced there, and Michigan, where we do live, they did vote in recreational last year. So Chris and I both, we don't drink, we don't do anything drug-wise, we don't smoke or anything like that. That's just a personal choice that we've made for ourselves a long time ago. Um, And, but we have an understanding and a respect for that. And that, again, is still so wound up in politics and they're wasting so much time and energy talking about something that can be as easily policed as what alcohol is, right. and they're not focusing on things that's actually legitimately taking lives. Mm. There's no... They're, they're saying that there's been um, uh, contributions of marijuana that have, have gone towards people's deaths, but no actual recorded deaths of someone being like, this person died of a cannabis over- overdose. <laughs> yeah. There hasn't been that. Yeah. So, and again, we don't, we don't use it, we don't smoke it, we, we have no care for people that do use it, and the discussion and the research that we have done ourselves and we've listened to other people on it, helping things with anxiety and, and sure, chronic pain and physical it. pain. And there's, there's so much research in it now. And so for me coming back here, it's frustrating seeing that it is, again, a red tape thing and a political thing because it's, it's the money and it's this and it's that. Whereas, you know, it's no different, obviously, the prohibition days. They had to figure out how to do it with alcohol. So yeah. figure it out. But yeah, the thing in the US, that, that, that seems to take precedence over something like gun reform. Yeah. And that just proves that it's, it's about the money. It's not about people's lives. Yeah, follow the money. Mm. Yep. Get the so if you, were to sum, if you were to sum yours up, guns are bad, I'm okay. <laughs> guns are Pretty bad. much, pretty much. Can yeah. we all agree that South Park is one of the best creations of all time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Can we just all agree on yeah. that? Yeah, no, we, we sit down and watch the brand new episode every week. Yeah. It's so good. Hey, They're hey, so Steve. smart. Yo. May I please have the honour of asking the second question? You've oh, gotten please. so good at asking the first one. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, I want, to, I want to get good at this. Go for it, lad. It's your moment to shine. It. All right, we're good to go. Darcy. Right. So, Darcy has a Darcy. question for you. Uh, uh, here we go. What is something that you have previously believed to be true that you're starting to notice yourself let go of? This is a good one for him because... You see his brain ticking over. This is a good one for him because he is a very passionate person when it comes to things, but I know there are certain things that he has been passionate about previously and might be a little bit more relaxed on now, so I'm interested to see how he answers. I I don't have have a quick answer. You think about it then and I'll answer with mine. mine's, Mine's kind of easy because I did go to a Christian school um, which my parents were more focused on us getting, my sister and I getting a more um, attentive education, I guess. Whereas, you know, going to a high school here in town, you know, there'd be 100 plus kids in your grade. Whereas I went to a school where there was like 
30 kids in my grade. Um, so I was thankful that I got the experience there that I did and ma made the friends that I did, which are all still really good friends of mine. Um, but I also felt like I am allowed to have an opinion on religion because I've been on both sides of it now. Yeah. So, you know, having certain ideas pushed into your head at a, at a very young and impressionable age, as you are when you're a teenager, mm. um, to then eventually growing up, seeing the real world and not being as sheltered um, and being like... Yeah, that's, that's pretty stupid. That's pretty dumb. And again, the morality thing, I love that it taught me to be a good person. You know, I can, I can take positives out of it for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that's, yeah, again, we, we pretty much have a similar sort of stance on religion. So again, I don't, I really couldn't give a shit what your, what your stance is. If you want to believe it, great. I'm not going to make you feel less for that. Like that's, that's you. You do you. You're not hurting me and, and vice versa. If you don't like what I have to say, then I don't care. Uh, yeah. No, that's cool. He's still the moment, over. the moment of truth. <laughs> we still stumped him. We can make Is one up for you if you'd like. <laughs> I mean, you're well. Okay, so here's the thing for him. He's very health conscious too. So I think you've gone through different evolutions of. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's that's enough to really warrant an answer to this question. This question is you know like a, this, 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 this to me is like a, this, this is more of like a culmination of life question. This isn't like a, how do you feel about the way your diet's changed in the last 12 months? You know what yeah. I mean? I, I feel like it's, it's a little deeper than that. Oh, we, we um, like to, we like to take it a little bit deeper than <laughs> normal. Right, right. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I just um, think you as a person I, have like evolved with your, like with patience, with like, just accept, not that you have never been an accepting person, but I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm a little, I've, I've met enough people in my lifetime at this point that I'm, I'm pretty good at a judge of character, like, pretty quick in the first, like, I'm either going to talk to this guy a bunch or talk to this young lady a bunch, or I'm not. Yeah. Like, I, like we, yeah. either, we either, like, we mesh or we don't, yeah. you know? And, and um, I think maybe before... I was quick to judge based on the wrong factors. Mm -hmm. Tell and me more. Now, now it's nice. more... So, like, uh, I've always been opinionated, but <laughs> I've, I've, I've learned... For those that can't see that, Kali's got a big <laughs> smile. I've, I've, I've learned... Which I like about him, because I, I am, I guess, too. I guess what I've learned to do is really choose the right factors to be opinionated of a person, right? Mm -hmm. So, versus being like... Oh, this person is politically the opposite of me. Mm. I there's there's no common ground. We can't get along. You know what I mean? Mm. Like done that versus I actually hate <laughs> hate, I'll say it, hate the way people talk that are actually of my opinion more. So not yeah, that it's pushing no, me away from my opinion, but it's just making me realize that I just need to ignore what people's opinions are on certain things because it's just like, right. that's just not something we're going to talk about, we're going to agree with ever. And even if I do kind of agree with you, I'm kind of like, no, I see all the holes mm -hmm. that everybody else pokes in it. And, and really in, in, in America right now, the way Facebook is affecting it, the media is affecting it, and everything's really affecting the way people like get along with each other. And it, mm -hmm. it's like they've, they've really tried to, Polarize, polarize people. it, yeah. and even even based on the Facebook algorithms and all that stuff, like if they see that you like a certain political view, you're gonna see more of those, mm -hmm. right? So I start 
not that I even, I'm not even liking stuff, but some of my friends who just repost these ridiculous memes all, all day long, and I'm just like, it's either like they hate Trump or they love Trump. It's just like, can we talk about the actual politics that are going on? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's really happening? Not the because, puppet that's in front of them. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like that's what, like, you know, like a lot of people get so bent out of shape about what Trump's doing or Trump's tweeting. Sure. It's all a distraction from what's really happening. Like, you're, you're I'm surprised wor- that it's still entertaining. Like, it, it's been three years. Anytime I see his name, I'm like, I'm so bored. Like, talk about anything mm. else. Anything else. Well, the funny thing is, too, for me, adjusting to that, because here, we know that what we see in the media is just like, oh, Trump's done this, or he's bad, or this, or that. Thinking, they, they lead us to think that he's actually making these decisions. Yeah. And it was really interesting for me, because I, like, I love Chris's parents, and we get along really, really well. But I, I already knew that, you know, the whole Fox thing, like, the, is it Fox that's pro-Trump? Yeah. yeah, so I knew, and his dad would watch it. And so we had that conversation. I was like, I was like, does your dad like Donald Trump? And he's like, well, no. He's like, but he's always been a Republican supporter. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, and, and that led me to think more about it because I remember having discussions with my parents here. It was never really about who the actual person was. It was what the party were doing and what, what they stood for and what they believed in that was important. So... For me now, it's because everyone's always like, oh, yeah, Trump this, Trump that. Whereas, like, it's, that's really not, not the issue. And I think that, that's what you're saying. It's, he's, again, he's, he's up there doing his tweeting and doing whatever the hell he's doing. But at the end of the day, he doesn't, he, he really doesn't get that much of a say in what goes on. There's still yeah. hundreds of people behind him that have to be on board for stuff to mm. actually happen. Yeah, so yeah. Everybody's so scared that, oh, he's going to get in there and ruin everything. It's like, <laughs> that no, can't happen. No, we have checks and balances in place that don't <laughs> allow that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any idea what's going on down there? Mm. Yeah. But yeah. that was a big learning curve for me too because, again, here it's like, oh, Trump's terrible. Anyone that supports Trump's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. While there are a fair share of people who are directly supporting him and have no care for the Republican Party whatsoever – the large proportion of the people who do support the Republican Party are like, well, shit, this is what we got. We don't really have a choice. We yeah. don't want to vote for the Dems, so this is what we got to do. That's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. So that a big ju- judgment thing for me was that because, again, I, I, and it really annoys me when I think, because I know US politics does have a big, a big bearing on Australian politics to a point, but people in Australia having an opinion on that and not actually, A, living in the country or B, really having a discussion with someone from both sides of that mm. because we've... Again, we've had the same thing. He's like, obviously, your dad being a Republican, but then it's the, the voting side of things, and that's where they, they get the choice with voting too, So, whereas we don't. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting seeing it's both massively. sides of it. It's, yeah, and, and being able to open my eyes to that, not being like, oh, well, maybe we don't just walk around being like, Trump's a dickhead, and actually look at the deeper picture <laughs> of it and being like, okay, well, this can stu- you can be a Republican and still be a good person. His dad's an awesome person. He's... A, smart businessman he's a really generous person just because he's a republican and we'll sit there and watch news about trump i'm not going to sit there and be like oh well no no more well this is what i'm this is what my hope is and this is what we were talking about even dale back in uh orlando about Mm. this we're talking about christianity as a whole we're talking about religion a lot of the same sort of themes what we're talking about here Mm -hmm. my great hope is that people learn one kindness is the best thing ever but two to be able to have an open mind and be able to converse Mm -hmm. respectfully with people and this is why i think podcasts are taken off because it's long form content you get to know people through Mm. it sure but to be able to have different opinions on things but Mm. still leave from a place of like kindness and respect yeah my hope is that's starting to happen because Mm. 
I think the more that you get exposed to the polarizing nature of Facebook, sure. et cetera, eventually, hopefully we're smart enough to be like, okay, hang on a sec. This is just grabbing our emotions. And that's the thing. Nine times out of 10, the, everyone's just getting treated like dummies and yeah. people are accepting it versus being like, uh, actually, no, that's not what I want to see on social media. Yeah. I'm just not going to be on it. I think people there are is smart enough to do yeah. that. Yeah, no, I do too. Some, some are smart enough to do. Some, that. but I think yeah. that's where we're going to go. My hope is that we get to that point. And that's why we love Joe Rogan because yeah. he'll get people on there who are really controversial. There's been a couple of guys that we've listened to. Yeah, I can't, I can't recall their names, but that have either ha- like don't like him as a person, or you know they have completely opposite views, and he gets them on there, and they they can have a normal discussion. So you know, it might get a little. Who was the guy? Who's the radio guy they had on? Jones. Alex Jones? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's wild. Oh, my. We had to turn that off a couple of times because of how he he just yells and just gets so wound up. Maybe the funniest episode. Really? I couldn't listen to it. It was stressful. I I got through it, but I'm like, this guy is nuts. It took us about four or five listens. so hard listening Mm. to that episode. Yeah, it was fun. I think the combination of what we're talking about here is more or less that, like, I think young, intelligent people are going to find their own way of learning things because I don't we don't I don't we don't have TV at home we do literally we watch Netflix or Hulu and that's yep. it mm. you yep. know and I'm so sick of one media twisting it this way the other media twisting it this way and everybody I mean literally even every late night talk show the first thing they're doing is making fun of Trump because yeah. if you're an artist and if you're on television you want to make sure that like you're pleasing your people mm. and that make fun of Trump you know and it's just like how, how especially much... stuff that comes out of New York because oh, most me, of New York is pretty much anti-Trump yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I just, I'm not even a Trump supporter and I, I still don't want to hear the same joke. Like, you're sick, just sick of hearing it. Yeah. You know, so I feel like a lot of people are just, I want to listen to Rogan because I'm going to hear about what's happening, but I'm not going to hear it shaded either Handed. way. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be like an honest thing. And they're, he's going he's gonna to bring the guy on who's under persecution or whatever it is, or the woman or the whatever, and yeah. they're going to talk to him. And there, you're actually going to get the story from the horse's mouth, and you're going to get a, a legitimate feedback from Unfilled. an individual who's, I would say, he's pretty educated and pretty intelligent and experienced, mm-hmm. and he's going to have good feedback on how he feels about what they're going through, and actually talk them through it versus a, a two-minute section, a segment on whatever news channel that cut, copy and pasting from 15 minutes yeah, of an yeah. actual yeah. interview yeah. and 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 blending it the way they want it to be, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, I feel like at the end of the day, that's where things are going, and I hope I hope that social media and people can at least yeah. get there. I think I feel yeah. like that's 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 the 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 I guess the conduit to getting to us all learning the way we want to learn it. I there, think another good uh, example of that too, just to keep it straya, um, straya, straya. <laughs> On Sunday, the Veronicas they got signed up to do a show with MTV. and that was a big part of why. Like I got to know them really well, which was really nice. And again. And normal people, um, but they they wanted to take back control because there was just so much in terms of the the media trying to take over and twist things and you know and, and misconstrue things and whatever. And they were just like, "This sucks!" Like, let's mm. just let's. And obviously, it's a good opportunity for them. Um, they've been through a not like their mom's quite sick now and everything like that. And they they just wanted the opportunity to take back control. And that's what I think everyone is looking at doing now is taking back control. Well said. People want to take back control and be like, no, you're not going to tell me what, I, what you think I want to hear or what you think I need to believe or know. And that's another, another part of being self-employed is what I love too. I don't have to work a nine-to-five job. Right. Sure, it's more stress, but it's stress on me. I'm not trying to make money for someone else. I'm trying to provide for me and my family right. at the end of the day. So there's just... Family? 
I do. I've got a husband. Oh, you should really? meet him. He's really nice. <laughs> we make that. We mess with people all the time. We went through a drive-through and got some food in the U.S. It was late one night, and I, I can't remember. I went through White Castle drive-through. You guys familiar with White yeah. Castle? Do you guys have White Castles? No, no, not here. But it's no, the, when you were there. Oh yeah, yeah. You did it's have delicious. It. Oh, yeah. Not not this time. The previous trip. Yeah, it's yeah, delicious. No, yeah. it's she. She was actually wasn't prepared for it. She's like, I don't know. Is this good? No, it's, it's good. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. It was okay. But anyway, um, she had cleaned up the car and put all my coins in a bag and. Our was, coins. Yes. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm kidding. I'm so, kidding. So I'm like pulling coins out, and I was like, "Yeah, my my wife my wife put all these coins in the bag for me." And I, and like, I, pipe, I piped up. And I was like, this isn't my wife. Don't tell her. I was like, you have a wife? And the polite <laughs> oh, in the drive-thru was just like, ah, like <laughs> take your shit and get out of here. That's yeah. great. Yeah, we story. like to mess with people. It's, it's fun. It's good fun. That's yeah. a big part of it. Did, um, we, did we lose Darcy, by the way? Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. to go. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. He no, got no. bored. He got sick of your shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. I just want to make sure we are all aware of that. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's bounced. This screen has changed. <laughs> no. That gentleman's not on this page anymore. Um, it's been awesome chatting with you guys. Oh, cool. That's great. Thank you for having us. It's been a lot of fun. And I think... People listening to this, ep- I think it's going to be a good, interesting uh, episode. Because w- the funny thing about this, like, we're only tiny, but, like, we've got a really strong community of people that keep listening every sure, single sure. episode. Awesome. Because what we're liking about this is, is, like, different opinions and different things. And what we find is, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that listen to this whole thing and like, oh, I wish I was in the conversation to say a bit. <laughs> um, so that's the best part about it. And I think it's all adding to what we're all trying to achieve here is, yeah. is like, right. figuring stuff out. In, mm. And finding that middle ground and kindness and respect and all that sort of stuff. But where can people find you? On Instagram at Carly's Cupcakes. Uh, you're kind of a social media ghost now, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I kind of secretly love. Um, he got, really doesn't use. You got a website for your, your uh, yeah. gear that you build? Uh, so, so yeah. Poweredbyomega.com. Love to check it out. Yeah, come check it out. Um, but thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. Thank you guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Thank thanks. you.